You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, I don't know. We don't have a cold open. Greg, say something funny. Oh, God. Why is it always on me? It's just so much pressure being me. Yeah. Everybody's really, really... Um, yeah, finish that thought. Finish that thought. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A back to the actual origin of this podcast version of the Touchline Media Group, because guess what, y'all? It's football season. Not football, football. Uh, I am your host, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. I'm here with your my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. This episode is brought to you by um, Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decides to put in. Uh, we got Walmart last time, which was pretty exciting, as well as Progressive Insurance, all of which is like companies you've heard of. Companies you've heard of. Um, I guess we'll talk about Baker Mayfield, but Progressive Insurance did him dirty. We are joined in this episode by uh, fantasy expert, baseball expert, all around good guy, uh, Nick. Nick, how you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Oh, you know. Just doing the thing. Living the dream. Uh, so I, I want to start here. So, so we're here to talk about fantasy, uh, fantasy football, such as it is. Um, but before we get there, uh, I, I do want to talk about Baker Mayfield and how progressive insurance made him feel bad. Um, did you guys, you, you guys saw this, right? No. Yeah. No. What, what do you, what did they do to him? Nick, did you, did you see this? Uh, they they leaked that he wanted to do a series of ads. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So 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 when he when he got traded from Cleveland, he 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 wanted to like end the uh, Baker at home um, series, sure. which yeah. like makes sense. Like it was a thing, and they were just like, nah. <laughs> so they're just gonna keep doing it with him as a Cleveland Brown. I I do not believe that they are going to continue doing it at all. That would I mean that would make I mean as long as he gets paid. Hey, I wouldn't give a shit. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he cares too much. Steve. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that was a deep. That was a great. Uh, what do you call it? Freeze that Ace just went into. Uh, am I frozen? Am I? Am I continuing? No, you. Oh. I mean, you're coming in and out. Uh, so we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about a little bit of fantasy here. So are we gonna talk about uh, you know the overvalued valuation of running backs? Because uh, I believe this is well regarded that this podcast is a zero RB uh, collective, and therefore we don't believe in drafting running backs early. I, I think, think is that the case? I mean, that is that is the case. I did uh, uh, listen listen to a bit of the episode that we did last year <laughs> about um, fantasy. And we talked about what running backs that we didn't like almost the entire time. Yep. Um, <laughs> and there were, there were a few hits and a few misses. Um, the big, the big hits, I guess, were um, Deandre Swift in the second round and yeah. Uh, James Connor in the ninth round was the big one. I think that was the most emphatic um, recommendation that I, I mean, had. That was the that, that was, was the biggest hit for everybody, right? Yeah, that was that was the biggest hit uh, for running backs last year for sure. And then um, Ramondre Stevenson as well, big um, loss was a good one. Big but we spent loss. we spent like an egregious amount of time talking <laughs> about like how I thought Damian Williams was like just as good as. David Montgomery and like none of that mattered at all for the season. So, I mean, you were uh, kind of right, just like not for the right reasons, right? It wasn't that Damien, <laughs> it wasn't that like well, Damien Harris was like significantly better than David Montgomery. It was just that David Montgomery brought Damien Harris down to his level of suck. No, no, Damien, Damien Williams. Did really? I say Harris? Oh, I'm sorry. I meant, I meant Damien Williams. I was, I was basically uh, saying that he, he could be the starter with the bears. And, and I mean, he, even when Montgomery did miss some games, I believe he got dusted by Khalil Herbert. So right. I yeah, was yeah. way, way off um, on that, but uh, I didn't have any teams that got ruined by fourth round or fifth round David Montgomery. So that, that was kind of the thesis of that. And that's kind of the thesis of, of zero RB. So I do hope that like zero RB takes down like a, a big best ball tournament just to trigger everybody. I mean, last year was pretty triggering with Rashad Penny, uh, you know, being the the guy that won people all the millions of dollars in, in week 16 last year when he had a 200 yard, two touchdown game against the, against the lions in Russell it's Wilson's last game. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's always, always, always comes back. Um, Matt so, Flynn, yeah, Matt Flynn dunking on people for getting for for trying to like criticize him getting a massive contract is still one of the best parts of Twitter. Like, you remember when you got paid all that money? Hell yeah, man, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I had one good game. Um, so 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 that brings us to, to so for those of you who don't remember or or who weren't with us last year, um, zero RB is I don't know who invented the idea, but it's certainly been popularized in my sort of neck of the Her Twitter view. woods. Yeah. Um, by by uh, NBC writer Denny Carter, uh, who you should follow. He's great. I don't know him, but he's a great follow. Um, but well, the- it wasn't him. It was um, I think the first the first zero RB like article 
um, by someone in the fantasy football industry. So I don't know if they're technically the inventor, but I think the first like major article um, was, I mean, and this was years ago, but I think it was by Sean Siegel from Rotoviz. Okay. So shout out Sean Siegel uh, from Rotoviz. Um, but the, the idea is, is that basically if you, um, if you are drafting, the, the point of drafting a fantasy football team is to make yourself um, uh, injury proof, essentially. And uh, the likelihood that your team tanks because one of your wide receivers doesn't wait, I'm, I'm explaining it wrong. Nick, do the thing. Yeah. So just, um, you know, I, I think actually this year, like the landscape, like I, I've drafted quite a few teams already. Um, because I think like, I think the sharp ADP is soft and I think the, uh, you know, for your guys' home leagues, you know, on CBS and ESPN, I, I think if I were to open up the ADP for that, I, it would probably be a joke, like how late you could get, you know, like Traylon Burks or something like that on those sites. But um, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not like doing a ton of zero RB this year, to be honest, you guys. I hate to, uh, <laughs> kill I hate the, to, kill yeah, the I hate to say that because zero RB. Zero RB, you have to uh, not take a running back in the first six rounds, right? To go yes. full zero RB. Right. So, I, I mean, mean, yeah, but how often do you go full? Like, I was on board with more modified uh, zero RB where you're taking, like, the one guy in the first or second round and then you're not taking one again until, like, the sixth or seventh round or something like that. But, like – Full zero RB is a commitment. And that is also something that you need to like, you need to have a a lot of good knowledge on the backups and like the, the, I guess the injury history of starters in order to really have the confidence to go full zero RB. Like that's, that's a commitment. Uh, So here's the part where I um, point out that I went uh, full zero RB last year um, and uh, one, one one, uh, using full, uh, zero RB. So the the reason Peters will never recover. Yeah, it's it's you, you can't well, touch me. S- speaking of James Conner, yeah, he went full zero RB and Correct. took James Conner. <laughs> Correct. I did have James Conner. That is why I was successful. Um, but it's it's I think like the idea is is that basically like a lot of the way that people that teams run their their the their backfields these days is that unless you get a Jonathan Taylor or a Ter- Derrick Henry. Um, you're going to be in a share and, you know, your upside is sort of capped by game state and, and situation. Whereas with your elite wide receivers, your elite wide receivers are going to be fine regardless. Cooper cup is going to get his targets because even, even the most run heavy teams in the league still throw the ball 30 times a game. Um, You know, Ryan Tannehill, I think averaged something like 32 uh, attempts last year for the Titans. And they're probably the most run heavy team I can think of. Um, So within that and within that understanding there's a certain amount of flexibility and consistency amongst the top wide receivers that you're not going to get necessarily in your top running backs and when i'm talking top running backs i'm not talking about one and two i'm talking about like 10 um so like the modified rb zero rb is is something that probably makes a lot more sense than than the you know doing it for the lulls posting it on on twitter so that i can get nbc edge writers to say like hey man good job don't 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 love the running backs love the wide receivers 
don't love the running backs. But so that brings us to sort of the uh, the the list, the you know the the rankings. I have uh, one of the the websites has a has a ranking. I don't know which one I'm on, RotoWire probably. Um, so I figure we we go through, we talk about each position, talk about who we like, who we don't like, why we don't like them, why we do like them, um, and then I'm going to uh, have a, a a rant about Lamar Jackson in a minute. Um, about actual football, not fantasy football, because Warren Sharp, um, who's a writer for somebody, put out uh, a a series of pictures of a defensive coordinator saying that Lamar Jackson was not a good quarterback, and I, I have to push back against that. So, uh, so let's start. We'll start with the uh, the running backs because that's apparently where we start. Um, Nick, who 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 have you been uh, investing in this uh, this season? Um, in like the first couple of rounds, just in general, like I'm, 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 I'm interested. I know, I know that you're a big Rashad white, uh, believer. Yes. Well, so a big thing about zero RB is like, um, so being living in Michigan, like I can't draft on underdog and NFC and anymore national, uh, fantasy football championships. Um, they both lost their licensing recently when, um, after Michigan legalized sports gambling, uh, it's like a compliance and licensing issue. So, um, this is a legal like podcast. Those, yeah. So those, um, so those formats, they, you know, they have these championship weeks at the end and for those championship weeks, um, and also like best ball on DraftKings, it's the same thing. You have these championship weeks where all the money is going to be pretty much decided by what happens in week 17. So the edge in those contests is to, um, you know, stack your lineups with week 17 correlation. Um, oh, so, so you're not really looking towards weeks necessarily weeks one through 16. Like you're, you're pretty heavily focused on 17 because that's where the money comes in. Yeah, exactly. So like last year, you know, like people are like, oh, Rashad Penny. It's like, dude, I had I had plenty of teams with Amon Ross St. Brown and um, Chris Carson, Amon Ross St. Brown and DK. You know, I didn't have uh, Rashad Penny. I wasn't he wasn't a guy I was targeting last year. I'm I'm on him a little bit this year. Um, But I say all this to say that the format that I'm playing on the most right now is drafters, which has no um, playoff weeks. It's not part of the contest. It's just who has the best regular season team. So like what happens in week one matters just as much as much as what happens in the last week. And so like, I think zero, zero RB is like so much more viable when pretty much all that matters is week 17. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, because well, by the end of the season, there's going to be injuries. Like, there's going to be tons of injuries. There's going to be injuries from now um, until the season, and then there's going to be injuries from the season going on when they start playing those games for sure. So, um, yeah, I, I just think, like, the way that I'm playing right now, like, the formats I'm playing, like, it doesn't it doesn't make sense for me to do a lot of zero RB. I've done it. Um, and I'll do it more on DraftKings. Do it again. Yeah, exactly. I'll do it more on DraftKings. (laughs) Um, but I really do think like, I'm saying all this to say that, like, I think 
DeAndre Swift, Saquon Barkley, and Leonard Fournette are just smash picks in the second round this year. Like these guys are all um, really good. And then, and then, um, I mean, maybe I can get a take from you guys are lawyers. Um, this Alvin Kamara situation, I've been hammering him in the third round, like getting there's value. And then, and then, yeah. So, so like Leonard, Leonard Fournette, like this, this Leonard Fournette report about him being overweight. Smash. It's from like, we're just hearing about it now. It's from months ago. He's already like lost almost all the weight. It's hilarious how the, the news cycle works. So Leonard Fournette going in this late second round right now is a, is a total gift. And Kamara going in the third is like the same thing. I don't, I don't know if Kamara is actually going to be suspended. So I'm all over all these running backs in the second round. So I love getting an early pick. And like, I think the top five are really solid this year. Like I think McCaffrey and Taylor are great running backs. And I think yep. Cup and Jefferson, oh. I actually have Jefferson one. I think Jefferson is the number one receiver. You like him um, more than Cup? So Je- yeah, yeah, more than Cup. I think Cup takes a little bit of a step back. I, he uh, kind of has to, right? Yeah, he has to. And I also, I, I love Allen Robinson this year. I mean, I think. Okay, this is a dump. Where, where's Allen Robinson? <laughs> I mean, I mean Allen Robinson in, in like the fifth round. I know, but I still don't know where he. Like, I I, I lose track of Allen Robinson probably more. He's in the Rams. Okay, I lose track oh, of him Rams. probably yeah, more. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah. The, the Allen, Rams signed him. Allen Allen Robinson is wherever you'd like him to be. He, I mean, he, Allen Robinson is like a souped up Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones. Like he's like exactly what Stafford has had before. Um, and I think like he fits Stafford way better than Robert Woods did. Yeah. And Robert mm-hmm. Woods was wide receiver 17 in points per game last year in, in PPR. I would, I would recommend uh, just speaking on Robert Woods. And I, I know that we said that we were going to go, you know, position by position, but this is actually a much better way to do this because it makes more sense. Um, I would not touch Robert Woods with Stumpy's team this year. Like I want no part of Robert Woods in Tennessee. He's, I think, I think he's going in like the, what is it? Like the eighth or ninth round, like yeah, coming off an ACL tear and playing for a, fe- a, a run first run second, a run, run for <laughs> a run first team, breaking in a new number one who is, Again, it's my favorite joke, but like, yeah, it could be the, the draft pick could be anything. It could even be another AJ. AJ Brown is AJ Brown, but the draft pick could be anybody, anything. It could even be another AJ Brown. It's like, uh, well, we already have an AJ Brown. <laughs> why do we need another one? Um, yeah, so- across across these platforms, I, I've drafted about eighty teams. I I think I've drafted Robert Woods zero times, and um. Actually, I've been drafting a lot of Traylon Burks because similarly to um, Leonard Fournette, he's been dropping uh, in ADP recently due to these reports about his asthma. Um, But Tennessee was the number one team in vacated targets and vacated air yards from last season. So there's so much opportunity there without A.J. Brown. They basically did a you know, kind of a one-for-one trade, A.J. Brown for Traylon Burks. So um, I still am all in on Traylon Burks has become one of my highest exposed players now. 
that he's fallen in drafts. Um, and I, re- I even before the draft I did right before the show, I took Ryan Tannehill, Traylon Burks, and Nick Westbrook Akeem. Uh, yeah. So, so this is around this the is same so wild. So, so the, the ESPN has, um, Traylon Burks as wide receiver 42 and, um, DeAndre Hopkins actually as 41, um, which I find to be interesting because as somebody who pays attention to football, like pro football, like intermittently at best, um, like if you had told me DeAndre Hopkins was going in the sixth round, I would be like, that seems like a good idea, but maybe it's not Nick. What do you think? Well, he's suspended. Well, yeah, oh, he's got right. PEDs. He's out for six games. Right, I forgot about that. That would that would be like a and look like I I I think I usually draft um, my my big money teams in like mid to late August. Um, so like I probably would have looked into that by then. But um, you don't know that. Also, dear listener, let me just say when he says he would have drafted his big money teams, I've been in fantasy football leagues with Asa for at least a decade. And I think he has drafted his own team twice. Uh, including one time where I won and one time where I got last. Last, so. last year, I, I drafted last year you did it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Last year I drafted yeah. my own team and won. Um, the time before that I got dead last. Um, I, uh, I, I don't believe in, in showing up for things that I say I'm going to show up for, but the, where, where do you think the the, the value is, as, especially as we're talking about sort of like Tennessee, the vacated yards, A.J. Brown? A.J. Brown is currently going as if, as at least as far as I'm concerned, as if he didn't leave Tennessee and he's not entering a new system. Um, how do you how, what, what are you guys thinking about, like wide receivers who move? Right. Because I'm not I'm not a huge fan of guys in their first year in a new system, be it rookies or rookie. I'm, I'm talking wide receivers specifically. Um, guys in their first year, whether they be rookies or free agents or trades. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with you about this concern about first year wide receivers. So I'm, I'm really afraid of this AJ Brown fade, but I am, I am pretty much doing it. I'm, I I think I've drafted him like once. Um, uh, He's one of my favorite players in the NFL, but uh, he has really bad knees. He's coming off of, um, he had multiple knee surgeries before last season. He's trying um, to get a tryout with the San Diego Padres, so his his focus is a little. I mean, he's tremendous. Right he's a tremendous athlete. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He could he could absolutely play Major League Baseball if he wanted to. Um, I mean, he, he's a tremendous athlete, but um, and, and he has this friendship with Jalen Hurts. But mostly, it's a not believing in Jalen Hurts and not believing in this Eagles coaching staff and. Um, kind of just thinking that the Eagles are going to run a lot. So like I'm, I have a lot of like Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell, but I don't really have a lot of Eagles stacks with Jalen Hurts or AJ Brown or Dallas Goddard. I think they're kind of going to cannibalize themselves um, and they're going to be splitting work on a team where they're going to try to run the ball a lot and Jalen Hurts is kind of going to fall flat, I think, ultimately, even though they did acquire A.J. Brown. So I think that it's it's important to remember, I like Jalen Hurts a lot. Um, I had Jalen Hurts in a number of leagues last year um, and he was, the, his success, it's, it's an important thing to remember, uh, listener, um, his success happened a lot when they were down and when he was using his legs. Like he's not a prolific passer at this point in his career, if he ever will be. 
but he, the Bucks he defense the Bucks defense wasn't even good last year I mean they have a talented defense but they mailed it in last season that was one of the worst playoff games I've ever seen yeah uh, yeah so yeah um so so it I, I don't love Gainwell um I I, I think that that Sanders is, is probably the guy there and, and I think if he gets hurt I don't I don't know that they're going to rely on Gainwell. Um, who who else do the, who else is in Philly outside of Gainwell? Who's their third wide running back? Do we know? Uh, Boston Scott. Yeah. Oh, Boston Scott. I hate Boston. So Scott. so Boston Scott is like a guaranteed two smash weeks against the Giants. He has the Giants <laughs> number. Um, go look up the splits on FTN Daily for that. Um, but yeah, he's. He's going to give you those two usable weeks in best ball. So he's well, the, and this gets us back to like the the theory behind zero running back, right? Is that like even more so now the NFL is shifting to either you have, you know, one guy who carries everything, or you have like three guys that split that split a bunch of stuff, and your zero running back is trying to capture either. I mean, the modified one is trying to capture the big boys that get all the carries, but then really you're trying to pick up on the uh, like second stringer, third stringer guys who are most likely to take over in case of injuries. Cause like how many running backs really play 16 games a year now with like even 15 carries a game. There's like three it's Henry, it's- which is a bad example because last year he got hurt, but like Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor and Dalvin Cook, and- probably Dalvin, but Dalvin always misses time. Dalvin's always at like 12 games. Yeah. And, and it's worth noting last year that like, Cordero Patterson was a top five fantasy running back. Um, yeah, it's not, gonna, it's not gonna happen again. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you can you can get him. I think like I think he's going like um, like fifth round. Um, so I, I mean, it's worth a shot, but I don't think I don't yeah. think it's gonna happen. I actually, I actually, I'm I'm very big on uh, Tyler Algier, um, the yeah. BYU running the back, the BYU guy, yeah. Um, because I think, I think that he's got about two years before the wheels come off because, uh, running backs have X amount of carries in their legs and he's got, he, BYU, A lot. Uh, yeah, BYU ran him into the ground. So, um, yeah, have- which leads us into our next point. Uh, Zach Wilson, maybe don't trust him so much with the arm. I mean, I, I, are we, are we, would you ever trust a Jets quarterback? Who was the last Jets quarterback you trusted in fantasy? Cause I know my answer. Uh, I mean, Nick Mark Darnold. Sanchez was good for like one year. Nope, you didn't trust him, even if he was good. Nick, Chad, oh, I, I guess Darnold, but he just because he was there. But I don't know. Uh, Pennington. I think like Chad Pennington or Vinny yeah. Testaverde. <laughs> Testaverde. Uh, like we're 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 going back to like before the I middle had school leagues. Testaverde yeah. was great. Yeah, like yes. Like, like going back to like before I had my own team and was was just doing it with my older brother who was in high school at the time. Um, not someone, someone tweeted the other day. They were like, "Who was the first player you ever drafted in fantasy football?" I was embarrassed to like quote tweet it and go like, "Rich Gannon, duh." <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know the answer for Rich football. Gannon first round court first round pick. He yeah. was MVP when I was like twelve. <laughs> I don't know the answer for football, but I do know the answer for baseball. Um, and it because it, it backfired spectacularly. Shout out Chris Carpenter. Shout out Chris Carpenter. Uh, that was fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who my first football one would be because I like probably started playing in like two thousand four, two thousand five, 
So maybe like LaDainian and Tomlinson or something like that? Priest yeah, Holmes? That, Priest Holmes probably is like close to the answer. I don't even remember if uh, if Rich Gannon was actually the answer. I just remember I did take him in the first or second round one time. The answer, the real answer is probably like Ricky Williams or, or something. Right, like yeah. That. I, I do mean, remember the first, the first like fantasy, like controversy was someone like totally mailed it in in our draft and took Joe Horn in the first round of the Bears. Yes, that's, in the second that's how you know it. So I tell the story all the time. I've been in, I've been in a league with a bunch of guys from uh, college and then we all lived in Chicago together. And we had one dude who in back-to-back years drafted uh, Randy Moss, like three years after Randy Moss had retired. And they sure. just hadn't purged him from the ESPN polls yet or uh, whatever roles yet. And then he had, um, I think he had the first overall pick. So the last pick of the second round and the first pick of the third round, he took, uh, I can't remember the exact order, but Matt Ryan and Cam Newton in back-to-back picks. And needless to say, that guy, um, I think he actually did win the league one year, but neither of those years. But yeah, he's no longer in the league and he does his own thing now. So I will uh, never, I will never forget those. Yeah. So I, and, and it's funny, like, like you, you always remember like the people who like really helped you. Like I, I remember at some point in my, in my early fantasy history, I had Jamal Lewis that year that yeah. Jamal Lewis went, what was it like 2000 yards or something? Um, yes. And, and that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, but but so I, I guess like the, the, the point is, is that, and, and this sort of goes back to like the, the zero RB argument, which, which I, I, I do sort of subscribe to at this point, because I, I only, I don't play best ball and I don't play like in general tournaments. So uh, for those pieces of, of advice, like, like Nick was saying, like, it doesn't always make so much sense, but like, I, I pretty much only play in like head to head home links um, of which uh, the touchline media group uh, will likely be doing another uh, next year. Um, yep. But the the idea is, is like if you're if you're in a situation where it's like look you you see after week one the Cordero Patterson is getting 15 targets a game you're like ah all right I'll pick him up for free and that's what happened last year um or you get him you know super cheap and then you know you have your wide receivers are Mike Evans and and Cooper Cup um which is a lot more sustainable um so that that's sort of the argument there but um I. I, I I do like Tyler Algier a lot. Like like that that's sort of the the argument in Atlanta. Uh, Nick, have you have you drafted much Tyler Algier, or are you sort of staying staying away from him? Um, no, it's funny because that's the team that has Damian Williams this year. Is the, is yeah. the Falcons? So so I'm basically if you th- if you thought that I was afraid of. Dave Montgomery, I'm not, and I'm definitely not afraid of Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson, um, who I don't, I don't think can um, hold up to the full season. You know, there's being no, the running back there's there. No way. So, yeah, there's no way. Yes, I mean he was getting drilled. I mean he just doesn't have a running back body. I mean he's got a he's got a kick returner, wide receiver type of body. Right. So. Um, I mean, you saw towards the end of the season, I mean, I mean, he would have some big games and then he would have games where, um, you know, he would get hit early in the game and kind of just, yeah. And I mean, it's the Falcons. So it's not like he's like running behind, like one of the best offensive lines in the league. It's not like he's running behind like the Colts offensive line. He's running behind guys that like the Falcons are not trying to compete right now. They're not putting a lot of money into 
I disagree. I the think Falcons that... are like the team from Major League. Like, like it's just Marcus <laughs> Mariota and Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Like, they have to make it work. They have to try to win the World Series with like no help. Like, no one believes in them. Not even their owner. Um, <laughs> yeah, the left tackle is drafted out of the California Penal League. They have, they have, they have, they're starting, they're starting a, a, a tight end who, who uh, very recently was playing in Japan. Not those yeah. giants, et cetera. <laughs> um, the kicker is actually a shaman they picked up out of Mexico City. <laughs> um, actually, I, I, I don't know if you guys saw, but, and, and this will this will be uh, lead into to sort of the next thing I want to talk about, which is um, Memo Ochoa, the, uh, the goalie, the keeper for the Mexican national team, um, was drilling 60 yarders uh, from in, in like a, a football practice with Shane Leckler, um, which was, which was fun, but you know, what else is more fun than drilling 60 yard field goals with Shane Leckler? About to say it, this sponsor. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, so that sort of brings us to, to the discussion of kickers. No, I'm kidding. I don't care about kickers. You can kick, pick whoever you want. doesn't matter. Um, so, uh, so I want to, to sort of like take a step back from, from the head to head leagues and talk a little bit about like, like dynasty redraft, like those types of um, I guess like ancillary games. Um, so obviously if, if you're interested in those uh, subscribe to Nick's Patreon, uh, we'll plug that in the, uh, in the, in the tweet at some point. Um, but, uh, but, but when you're talking about, about let, let's talk a little bit about dynasty. And, and I assume most people who are in dynasty leagues have already drafted their, their uh their rookies but if not oh yeah um, you know if you haven't drafted your rookies nick who, who do you like i know we talked about Traylon burks um so basically i want the next 20 minutes to just be um talking about how kenneth walker the third is the greatest running back in the history of running backs that's basically right, what I want. before we get to that nick i'm actually interested in your uh opinion on this like dynasty i know the the thoughts on drafting dynasty rookies is everywhere from like you draft them basically from when they declare for the draft, they're not even on a team yet all the way to like, I mean, there's some people that do it like in normal draft time in like August or something. Where do you come down on? Because our, my one dynasty league, not the one that you and I are in together is uh, we draft like two weeks after the NFL draft and everybody bitches every year because one specific dude has drafted like three rookies who have torn their ACLs in training camp like three years in a row. So he's just always pissed. I'm interested to see where you come down on this one. No, you draft um, like when we, when we did for our league, um, like right after the NFL draft, pretty much that's when the rookie stuff goes down. Cause it was really funny because they, underdog launched um underdog's like the most uh, popular fantasy platform at this point probably i mean it just feels like it maybe they're not more popular than espn at this point but espn or cbs or whichever one of the old older ones are (laughs) the most popular but um like they opened a, a new best ball thing right after the draft and then you know, everyone was so excited about that. And then all the dynasty bros were like, but we're going to draft our rookies now. (laughs) And then uh, we just felt like huge nerds being like, oh, we were so hyped to take, you know, Traylon Burks and Drake London ahead of, ahead of Aces boy, Kenny Walker, who is like splitting carries with Rashad Penny for the foreseeable future. So I'm still comfortable with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I know what Asa wants to hear, but like, uh, I don't trust Pete Carroll with a first year running back anymore. So, uh, this year might be a hit. Even even yeah. Jonathan Taylor did, didn't hit as a rookie. Like it never it never happens. I I I feel like rookie running backs like it's just like sort of like one will hit in any given year, and but you just have no idea which one it is, um, and it's probably based a little bit on. Uh, injury if we're being honest so like that's why I like talking about like Tyler Algier as like the running back to take perhaps is like it's it's not like a useful discussion well I mean but the the rookie running backs that hit are usually hit for I mean yeah okay injury is a good reason but um it's usually either because of just insane volume like Najee Harris had to be a good running back last year because Ben Roethlisberger was a statue that could throw the ball 12 yards or um, especially like the more and more we get into, you know, the NFL is morphing into a 40 times, 40 passes a game league. So like guys that can come out of the backfield or move around in the formations, like those guys are going to have a better chance of being helpful rookies than a guy that's going to tote the ball. Even if you're toting it 30 times a, a game, like, it's the way that fantasy football is set up now and the way the NFL is set up, it's more important to have pass catching abilities. Right. Well, I think maybe, maybe this is overblown this year though. I I'm seeing a lot of guys that check those boxes with the pass catching that you're talking about. Like I'm seeing like besides, you know, Taylor and McCaffrey obviously are the first two picks pretty much in every draft, but um like Swift, Barkley, um, you know, Fournette catches passes. ETN, Kamara are going to catch passes. Jones, Aaron Jones on Green Bay is going to catch. People are expecting him to catch a ton of passes with Devontae gone. Um, I think Cam Akers Akers could be a total bell cow uh, for the Rams this year. I hope so. I was so so high on him coming out of college. Like, or not, I guess not coming out of college, but like his – whatever his second year's FSU was like this dude to guarantee like this dude's going to be number one, one in our dynasty drafts. Like this guy's going to be great because I, I don't know if you guys remember, but Cam Akers was behind that complete shit yeah. FSU O-line. He's, so it was just like, it was like, he's got all of the, he's got everything he needs. He just needs somebody to be able to block for him. And like, I'm looking at fancy pros running back um, rankings right now. And Austin Eckler's, fourth and that's basically almost entirely off his like pass catching ability right yeah i mean just the reason why i didn't name eckler uh just now was your height because well he's going in the top he's going in the top five and so like i i don't end up with a lot of him because i'm gonna take cup and chase and jefferson ahead of him and then you know, sometimes if I feel like it, I'll take Diggs or Devontae Adams ahead of him just because I think they're better players too. So Eckler, um, I think the Chargers are kind of due for a little bit of regression. I think people are really gravitating towards them um, as like a bit of an, an, they're the it girl, they're the it team. Um you know, because they have Herbert and everybody likes Herbert, but um, yeah. I'm lower. On, so I'm, I'm low on, on the chargers offense in general. I, there's just a lot of good defenses in that division. 
Like I'm, I'm much higher on the Raiders um, compared to them because the Raiders made the playoffs last year and they signed uh, Chandler Jones and Devonte Adams, so they got a lot better. Yeah. Um, and in addition like, by subtraction, they got rid of uh, Gruden. Yeah, and and, and then the, the, there's that too, and and I think Josh McDaniels is like way way more ready for this opportunity than he was oh, the last time. Dude, I love all the articles right now that are like basically saying like Josh McDaniels is an adult. He's not a child yeah. cosplaying as Daddy Bill from Belichick. From, it is it is uh, true. Denver. It is true though. It is true though. So you, so you have that, and then and then um, you know it's it's not even close when you consider how how much later the guys on the Raiders, um, you know, like, like Carr is going compared to Herbert. Um, Herbert. I, I mean, like, I, I think Keenan Allen, you know, I, I'm not saying he's washed, but I, I think he's definitely on the yeah, I mean, Either way, he's um, not Devontae he's a, Adams. So like, that's the easy call to make. Yeah. But, but him and Mike Williams are going at the end of the second round. And I just like never take either of them really. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, um, I, I mean, but there's I, like a lot of running backs because the besides the guys that we were talking about, um, James Conner, I would say too, is going to be like a bell cow this year. And then in, just in terms of guys who catch passes, um, who go a little bit later, like Chase Edmonds in Miami, uh, could be really good. And then uh, James Cook is getting a lot of hype, uh, specifically today on Twitter yeah. about. Um, his nice catching ability with the Bills. Um, so I do think that's interesting. Um, but I mean, all of his reps were with the second team though. So I do I do think Singletary is like running ahead of him still for now. So like Yeah, but you have to like consider know. that, you know, the the Bills had a crowded running back room already, and it wasn't like it was a bad running back room necessarily. So when they you make a choice to spend like that kind of draft capital on that guy, like you have to have a plan for him. It's not just like best guy available. Uh lost it's the the team that uh that blew its season with the lead and and twelve seconds left. They definitely have plans for like every situation. Um they totally know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. We trust we trust them. They definitely they signed OJ Howard and and uh, are going to play more two tight ends, but that and that's good for some reason. I, I'm not. I have shares about OJ Howard, but I, I'm at least I'm at least throwing it out there that Brian Brian Dayball is not there this year, and who knows? Yeah. who knows what could happen? I mean, new offensive coordinator, new apparent scheme. Um, and look, if they're going to go Ken Dorsey, who was there last year, I, I'll tell you what. I'm old enough to remember when Ken Dorsey was a Miami quarterback. I don't trust Ken Dorsey offenses. I don't care. I watched his offenses. He, you know, he's not that guy. Okay. Counterpoint. Tommy Reese got like legitimate head coach buzz last year. And I would love to remember Tommy Reese throwing five picks in games, man. Remember Tommy Reese anyways. Um, so I, I, I think the thing is with, with Buffalo, um, I think like you look at them and they're, they're, they're edging ever so slightly to a Madden team. Right. Where you're like, you look at the, the pieces and you're like, yeah, that should work. Like those, those are talented pass catchers. Those are talented running backs um, for the scheme. And, and Josh Allen, I think is, I think that there's a lot of media mea culpa going on with Josh Allen. 
because there was a whole lot of, oh, he sucks, sucks coming out. And then it turns out that he didn't. Um, so now, now it's like going the other way where it's like, oh, Josh Allen is a top three quarterback in the league. And it's like, no, he's not. I No, he's not. He's not a top three quarterback in the AFC. But, you know, I, I think that, I, I think that like, like what Nick was talking about, like being concerned about the, the Chargers and their regression, if that's coming, I'm, a, I'm pretty concerned about the Bills. I, I, I don't know that I would. Yeah. But I mean, I think no matter where we end up, I think Josh Allen kind of has proven the, um, I mean, he's proving people wrong, and I'm I'm kind of using this as a way to segue into Ace talking about Lamar Jackson. But, like, Josh Allen, for as many faults as he has, and, I mean, some of them are very glaring, and especially coming out of college, some of them were very glaring. Like, he is a competent NFL quarterback. You can win a lot with Josh Allen. Um and that's, I mean, even if he doesn't necessarily reach the heights he has the last, what was the last two years, he was really good mm-hmm. in 2021. He was like good, good last year. Like, I mean, he's proven himself competent, and that's more than a lot of quarterbacks can say. Well, I, I oh, think- yeah, and I would push back. I would push back on him not being top three in the conference. I think he is. You think he's better than pick Lamar. your. It would be Lamar. Lamar. Lamar no, no, no. You said top three. So you, top three is still behind Lamar and Mahomes. So I guess the third would be Herbert. Yeah, Herbert or Carr. He's easily, but he's easily better than Herbert and Burrow. Please calm down. Well, Burrow, I, I didn't say Burrow. I, I, you'll no, notice said, I didn't say Burrow. Well, who who <laughs> no, else would we Burrow. even be talking about? Don't make me laugh and say Russell Wilson. No, 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 I think no. this podcast, I think this podcast has made it very clear, maybe not on air, but on Twitter, uh, Russell Wilson is not that guy. No. Um, lots of, lots <laughs> like, of jokes about Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I, I think it's some combination of like Josh Allen, Josh Herbert, or Justin Herbert, Mahomes and, and Lamar right now in the AFC. So uh, I, I, would, I know Nick's a, Nick's a Joey Burr hater, but I think he'll get there. He's just not there yet. So I think my argument no, I is think Burrow, I think Burrow is really good. Burrow has a lot, he has a lot of arm strength. Um he's sarcasm. Good. He's being sarcastic. <laughs> I, no, I, think, I, I think he's good. <laughs> I think I think my argument is for, for Allen not being top three in the AFC is that um unfortunately, um I th- I think and like I don't want to talk about him at all because I don't want to, but like Cleveland does have a quarterback who playing football is good at playing quarterback. Um, no, yeah. they don't have a quarterback. Is he not playing this year? <laughs> I mean, like, look, like, the, like, like in terms of like quarterbacking ability, he's, I, he's I, not a top 20 quarterback in the league. You don't think so? No. Interesting. Is it because of the year off or is it just not because? For, I mean, he's going to be suspended, so I wouldn't draft him. <laughs> well, no, no, I, I wasn't saying, I wasn't necessarily saying for, for fantasy purposes. I'm, I'm, I'm making more. Yeah, I think he's saying like on talent, on talent alone. On talent, on talent and vibes, I'm probably never drafting him again. So, right. Okay. So, fair. Um, I mean, like, I probably <laughs> am not going to have him on a fantasy team for ick reasons, um, you know, but, but, but certainly like whatever. Um, so I, I all think the, like, all the Trevor Bauer uh, drafters got to eat it because baseball ripped up their rules and, and just said, yeah, no, to your ban, <laughs> which basically means you're never pitching again. Uh, you know, it'd be cool if that NFL turns same. out when you're an asshole to multiple people for nearly a decade, uh, people aren't going to come to bat for you. And that's weird. 
Uh, and also criminal behavior, uh, allegedly. Um, so, so I, I, I think like the, the thing with Josh Allen and the thing with the Bills um, is that, you know, it's not something that you necessarily need to be worried about, but that brings me to the Lamar Jackson discussion, which is that I, I don't, I mean, I do because racism, but like, and also him not having an agent as Nick helpfully pointed out, but like the, 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 the the assessments of Lamar Jackson are so weird to me because they've been happening literally since he was in college. Um, he won a Heisman. He came out. People are like, are you a wide receiver? And he was like, no. And he went late in the first round behind quarterbacks who suck. And it was like, well, that was the, the, spending a first round pick on Lamar Jackson. And all he's done is win. And all he's done has been a successful quarterback at quarterbacking stuff to say nothing of the a thousand yard rushing potential. So, you know, like I'm, I'm a very big believer in, in having, quarterbacks and your fantasy team who can bring you those rushing yards just in case, which, you know, Josh Allen can do for the record. Um, and Jalen Hurts can do, and, and Lamar Jackson does probably better than anybody else. So if, if you want like an actual, like draft this guy earlier than he seems to be going for me, that's Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So with regards to Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, so I have Josh Allen number one this year, but Josh Allen is also the consensus number one. He's going in the third, late third, early fourth round, and Lamar Jackson goes later, right? I mean, Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson goes in the fifth round, which is, you know, he goes a little bit after um, Justin Herbert and Mahomes typically. So um, I have a lot of Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson, my hot take for the podcast is that he wins the MVP this season. Um, yeah, I mean, he's really, really good. He, this is kind of his thing, is proving, proving people wrong and, and being underrated so far. So, um, you know, I, I have uh, a lot more Lamar Jackson in my profile than I do um, portfolio, than I do uh, Josh Allen, because Allen goes so much earlier, right? Yeah. Um, It just works out well for me too, because uh, one of my favorite receivers to draft is Rashad Bateman, um, who uh, it's pretty easy at the end of the, you know, fourth, fifth round, you can get uh, Lamar Jackson and Rashad Bateman together, stack them up. Um, Cause I think, I think um, one of the big keys uh, with Lamar Jackson this season is that Rashad Bateman is going to unlock a lot of upside down the field. Nobody left more meat on the bone uh, in the last couple of years on deep balls than uh, Marquise Brown. He no longer Hollywood. gets the, yeah, no, no. He no longer gets the nickname. Yeah. So no, no, I'll, I'll uh, tell you what, I'm, I'm going to give you a, 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 some, some, some Los Angeles geography here. North Hollywood is more or less uh, a boring, terrible Valley version of Hollywood. So Hollywood Brown is now officially North Hollywood Brown. It's not Hollywood. It's the Valley. Yeah. North, North Hollywood Brown <laughs> from now on. So, I mean, that's kind of an interesting situation, the Arizona receiver situation too, because I, you know, on drafters where there's no playoff weeks, you know, I, I do like Marquise Brown because he's going to play the whole season, right? He's not suspended, but you know, if you're playing on, in those in those tournaments where um, all that matters pretty much is week 17, if you have a bunch of other good receivers that can get you to the championship and then you have DeAndre Hopkins and he comes back, 
you know, DeAndre Hopkins probably not going to be on a lot of the teams that make it to the finals, right? Because he doesn't really, he's not really going to help you get there, you know, by himself. The rest of your team is going to have to be good. So that's kind of what you need is you need some guys to get you there and you need some guys to win it for you who aren't on a lot of the other teams, um, you know, in, in those big tournaments. So, um, you know, I haven't been drafting a lot of, a lot of Hopkins haven't gotten a lot of Brown cause he, he got steamed up. I, I, I think he will be a wide receiver too this year, um, for Arizona, but I, I just think Rashad Bateman going a little bit later, a round or so later, I mean, he's getting moved up a little bit now too, but, um, I, I like him to really elevate and help Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson. Like I was mostly joking about, um, you know, him not having an agent. I mean, I, I just think <laughs> that, was, that was maybe part of uh, like pro football talk, like was talking about, he doesn't have an agent. So that's why he fell in the draft, you know, cause the agent, you know, sticks up for you and gets you right. drafted. I was like, well, I've watched Jerry Maguire. Okay. <laughs> um, but like, but, uh, and then he got it. Lamar got into that Twitter thing. Uh, yeah. with a former safety who, uh, you know, I, I, I think those tweets were hilarious. I mean, the one where he said um, that the guy's highlight tape was one play long. And, and uh, <laughs> it was um, Bernard <laughs> Powell, right? Like, like who, or uh, uh, Pollard. Pollard or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy yeah. who hurt Tom Brady. Pollard. That That's like, that, that was his, his career highlight. Yeah. He's toward... right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tearing so, Tom Brady's ACL. Yeah. Um, so also, I think that uh, I think we should also point out that like Nick is talking a lot, and I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I think you should already know this. Um, the absolute value of a lot of these guys on doesn't necessarily matter. The bigger thing, and you're going to hear this all over fantasy Twitter, is the value for the pick. Like Nick was saying, like North Hollywood Brown might not be a bad or like who do you say nick uh, deandre hopkins might not be a bad pick but if you're going around later like rashad bateman is probably the better pick because you get to spend a higher draft pick on somebody else and still get a, essentially the same guy so like yeah josh allen might put up the best numbers for any quarterback this season but if, if you're taking him late third round and you can get 95 percent of the production in like the fifth or sixth round you're probably going to want to do that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so I think just to like move around positions a little bit, um, like I think quarterback, it's kind of the same situation as as tight end for me, where like I'm content to let people take Josh Allen in the third round and I'll take Lamar in the fifth round or Kyler in the late fifth, sixth round. And I'll, I'll, I'll let people take Herbert in the, in the fourth um late fourth fifth because I, I have him lower um and it's similar at tight end where I'm lower on Travis Kelsey who goes in the first round yeah so I think Kyle Pitts will be the number one tight end this season and he goes after um Kelsey and Andrews so um I'm fading Andrews and Kelsey I don't have as much Pitts as I would like but he's still there in the third round um, on drafters, he's you can get him in the fourth round on on DraftKings sometimes, which is 
ridiculous. I mean, I, I mean, he's going to be one of the greatest tight ends of all time. I mean, if, if even he does, he's not a tight end. It's a joke. I mean, he's it's, one it's of the best. Joke. He's great. Yeah. Well, also, fantasy yeah. pros. To your point, fantasy pros has Kyle Pitts listed as the fifth tight end, which is a complete who, joke. Who are three and four? Uh, Kittle and Waller. Sure. And Pitts is fifth. Sure. Okay. Um, so I, I think like now, now is actually sort of, you know, what Nick was talking about, what you guys were talking about, like in, in terms of like finding value um, in players who, who maybe are not going high. Um, so I want to sort of get to, to before we, before we sign off here, like everybody's sort of like late round, you know, going, going 11 or, or later, 10 or later, um, you know, in these sorts of drafts, like who you like. So I, I want to start off with, you know, just talking about quarterbacks um, and my like personal view of things um, because I'm not willing to come off of a, of a, of a opinion for well longer than I should, but um, you can get Trevor Lawrence in like the 13th round in a lot of drafts. And uh, I believe in Trevor Lawrence. Is this Fields? This is a Fields pick? <laughs> I mean like Fields, Fields and, oh, and Trevor Lawrence, you know, <laughs> Um. But, but like, you know, I, I, I like the way that I actually like Jacksonville a lot for what it's worth, which I like, I don't love that I'm saying that out loud, but like James Robinson, Travis Etienne, um, G, uh, Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones, like looks nice to me. I, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm out over my skis too far, but I, I don't hate the way that Jacksonville's offense looks. Yeah. That's, those are like famous last words. <laughs> yeah. That's what we said last year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, but in fairness, I don't think it could be worse. And plus, no, there's no herbs. It's not going to be like. Yeah, that's why it can't well, be no worse. That's the whole argument. The whole the argument is not Christian Kirk. The argument is is Doug Peterson, an, right? An adult in the room. Well, him and um, and ETN, and, and it looks like James Robinson is way ahead of schedule. So. I mean that that's hopeful, but I'm not in love with Lawrence at his current draft cost. Um, you know, in that same range, I like Justin Fields. Do you? Um, I, I don't. I don't think the Bears. I don't think the Bears are that great or anything. Yeah, okay. But just not, you're talking about not having Urban Meyer. I guess who doesn't have Matt Nagy? Yeah, Justin Fields. Right? And I mean, he was being clearly sabotaged. Um, so, so there's that. And then, I, I mean, I, I think he, he has a good connection with Mooney. Yeah. Um, yep. I mean, Mooney, Mooney's bigger games last year were with Andy Dalton, but I, I'm not really worried about that. Um, you know, I, they've had this off season to gel. And then the other, the other part of it too is, is Cole Komet. Um, you know, without, without Jimmy Graham, I think, I think Cole Komet is a really good value and you can get all of those guys really yeah. late. So the Bears are a stack that I like. Um, and then uh, I like Derek Carr is going after the 11th round as a quarterback. So I think I think Derek Carr is going to throw at least 30 touchdowns. I think he's going to push for close to 5,000 uh, 5, yards, possibly. Pretty good pick. Um, and, then, and then Daniel Jones as well. I mean, Daniel Jones, even when he's been bad, like he runs around. Um, so you get those rushing yards, which is huge for fantasy. And then he's got Brian Dayball, right? And like you're talking about the weapons that the Jaguars have. I mean, the you know the Giants have Kadarius Tony, uh, 
Kenny Galladay and Wandale Robinson. Um, you know, they lost Evan Ingram. So they have, they have Ricky Seals Jones and Daniel Bellinger, but I, I'm really big on, on Saquon bouncing back in this offense and just this offense being good this year. So, um, or not, you know, Daniel Jones, similar to fields in that he was being completely sabotaged by Joe judge last year, like taking these on third down, like, you know, not really giving him that much of a chance for success. Like, I think the giants owner even came out and said, like, we've done, pretty much everything wrong with Daniel Jones, which isn't, isn't going to, you know, you know, mean that all my giant stacks are going to win or something, you know, but um, I, I I think he's, he's definitely worth investing in. He's not going to turn him into Josh Allen, but I think he can have a lot of fantasy value. And then um, one, another guy going really, really late. He's free on every site. This guy's going way, way, way late, Um, but he's about to have the best season of his career. Uh, Jared Goff for the Detroit Lions. I think, I think the Lions' weapons are like the Lions' weapons are like way better than Jacksonville's. Would that be correct? You cannot. You cannot say yes. It is correct, but with a straight face, you cannot go Daniel Jones, Jared Goff back to back. Be more of a homer. Well, well, I mean, I mean, Jones. Uh, well, yeah, I didn't think about that, but I don't really care about the Giants. I already saw the Giants win two Super Bowls. I'm just the Lions homer now okay I don't, I don't care I need the Lions <laughs> yeah I don't uh, you're waiting a while <laughs> yeah the Lions aren't Lions aren't going to do much um but uh but you heard it here first Jared Goff uh Super Bowl winning quarterback uh it's coming down the pike uh that is a quote from Nick Schlain you can quote him uh whenever you like um but uh but if you quote him make sure to uh follow him on Twitter no, I at, said, I said, at the end. <laughs> um so a uh, special thank you to Nick. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at electric snuff. Um, you can uh, subscribe to his Patreon for all this and more for, for all of your, uh, your fancy needs. Uh, Nick will be back with us uh, at the end of uh, August, I think to preview some, some actual NFL football. And by that, I mean gambling um, because that's what we do here uh, you, for all of your worst takes on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Please make sure to at my uh, co-host, Mr. Mojo rising. Uh, he really loved Mr. Mojo rising 89. He loves hearing about the Jaguars. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I at do, Diamonds yes. Esquire. <laughs> uh, You can find me on Twitter at uh, diamonds Esquire or uh, on the main account at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, please, you know, make sure to, to, to give us a follow. Um, please uh, special thank you to our sponsors, Smith workforce management group, as well as whoever blue wire decides to put in. Um, We're going to get our Instagram up and running just around the time the Lions win the Super Bowl. Yep. It's that soon. Um, and, uh, please, uh, like subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local lion supporter, they need a a pick me up. Um, and dear listener, we obviously couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.